If you live in North Idaho and love frozen yogurt, you need to head over to 32 Below Froyo and More. They got frozen yogurt. They have tons of toppings. They have paninis. They have endless mimosas on Saturdays and Sundays. They have adult floats, snacks, and much more. So make sure you go check them out. Follow them on all their social media platforms. They got deals. They have events, things that are happening. So you can follow them. Keep up to date on everything happening there. Also, go head over to Yelp, give them a great review. Google, give them a great review. They deserve it. They're a community-minded business, and we love them. Welcome to Keeping Tax. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Okay, I have Rubio with me, um, Chris Rubio, but he does go by Rubio. Um, I had him on my video project when I did during COVID, during quarantine, um, but now that I have officially keeping tabs, I had to bring him back on um, and dive a little deeper into what he does, who he is. Um, so thanks so much, Rubio. Absolutely, anytime, Tab. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, um, and then let's dive into what you actually do and how you got to what you're doing now. All right, let me see here. Um, I currently live in Lewiston, Idaho. I'm originally from Southern California, a small city named Covina, California. It's about 20 miles north of Disneyland, 20 miles east of Los Angeles. I was a teacher, uh, sixth grade history, social studies, English, loved it, thought it was great. I did that for about eight, nine years. And I am currently a private football coach. That's the way I describe it too. I always say like, if I'm on a plane, that's the way I describe it because 99% of the people will not understand my real job, which is I'm a private football coach that specializes in long snapping instruction. So I run long snapping camps throughout the country. I offer private lessons in-house as well as virtually. So, and that's what I do now. Which I love. Um, I, I think I've said this before. I had no idea the importance of a long snapper until I met you. <laughs> yeah, and then now, now that you know, you probably, that's what you, one of the things you watch on a football game. Oh, yeah, I make comments about it. People will be like, how did you know that? I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I, it's important for the long snapper. <laughs> yeah, I, I know this guy. <laughs> so what, what made you this, what made the switch from going from education to, you know, run? essentially running your own business. Now you have a huge team around you, uh, you and your partner and everybody else around. I mean, it's, it's amazing. But what made you take that switch? You know, it was one of those things that I started working with a guy named Chris Saylor and basically to facilitate his business because he runs Chris Saylor Kicking. And he's running this big Vegas camp way back in the day, like 16, 17 years ago. And he says, come on, Rubio, because I was his snapper when I used to lay. He was my punter and kicker. He says, I need you to come there and basically just facilitate slash babysit the long snappers. And I'm like, ah, Sailor, I don't know, man. I'm a real busy guy. I was teaching. And we kind of went back and forth, back and forth. And he finally says, I'll pay for your trip and I'll feed you. And I was like, hell yes, let's go. And so <laughs> I went and we had a, you know, it was successful. There was, you know, maybe a couple long snappers, I'd say probably less than 15. And after that, he said, you know, you got a personality. You can do this. You've obviously you've done it. You've coached yourself. You should try this. And I'm like, who the hell is going to do this? There's no way. And I started doing some long snapping instruction. I was like one lesson every four months to let, you know, two lessons every three months. Then it kind of just kept going and going. And then I did that combined for like, I think four or five years. And it just became too much 
where I just could not do it. You know, if I was at school, say from 7.30 to four teaching, I would get to school at 6.30, work on long stepping stuff on the computer or phone calls and stuff like that. And then I would have to, after school, do lessons and things like that and call coaches. And it just became too much. So after about four years, it was, okay, I think I'll take this leap. And the adult me right now looks back and go, what an idiot. Like, oh my God, how the hell did you everything that was going to work? You know, because yeah, I was like, you know, I can't remember how old it was, 25, 26, 30, something around there. It doesn't matter after 21. And I remember just thinking to myself, yeah, I can do this. No big deal. Uh, you know, what well, worst thing that happened? And I look back as an older person and go, dude, you, you lost your insurance. You lost your, you know, steady paycheck of, you know, X amount per month. You know, you had this security to just go out and do this. And hey, butterflies and sunshine. And I'm glad I didn't have the adult in me now because the adult would have said, no, you're not doing this. Stick to the, you know, the safe road. But in hindsight, it totally worked out. And I, got, I you know, I got lucky, I think. Yeah. And I mean, were you freaked out? Were you like going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Or was there a thought like, I'm in, let's just do this. I, you know what? I think it was too much naivete where I was just too ignorant in a way to just go, yeah, you know, this is, if it doesn't work, what am I doing? And I always thought, eh, I can always go back to teaching, you know, cause I love teaching. It wasn't like I was, you know, doing something that I hated. I love doing it. It was just, I'm basically now teaching on social media in a classroom and on a football field. So it was one of those things that I didn't really think about it. I think I was just too young and dumb to even think, oh, what the hell could happen? <laughs> yeah, and which is, it's working out for you. And now you have, um, I think we've touched on this. You've talked about this at different conference or uh, social media week that I've heard you speak at. And not a lot, not only are you doing lawn snap snapping, but you've also brought a brand into this. And so now you are a brand, your face, your head, um, your smile and like even your motivational words, how did you like take this from like, oh, I'm teaching these guys to like, this is a brand now. You know what? I don't know. I think it all started with just the name, you know, the name and the look, like you said, the big bald brown head, you know, the goatee, the big, my wife calls it the cheesy smile and just the Rubio. Like it, it's to the point now where Rubio launched, I mean, everyone calls me Rubio. Even my wife calls me Rubio. Like she just was filling out like the monthly calendar, you know, of what everyone's crap they're doing. And it was mom, Rubio, you know, Damon, and, you know, wrist. And it was just like, it, like if someone calls me Chris, I don't even respond. So it's just, I think it started with the name, the look, and it was just me being me. And, and I think that's what makes the, this work slash keeps it real is because what you see is what you get. And, you know, some people say that I'm an acquired taste. Well, this is it. I mean, there, there's, you know, it is, it is what it is. If you don't like it, that's fine. But I'll tell you. Yeah, which is, which is amazing. Um, if you're not following, you need to follow him. He's got great, anything from like great motivational things to and everything football, um, you know, mm -hmm. and you have a lot of people that are actually going from high school to NFL. Yeah. Yeah. This, at this last season, I had one third of the 32 long snappers in the league. Wow. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. It was cool. That is amazing. Actually. That's, that's some big stats. Yeah, and then I, I have over, I want to say over 1,300 long snappers have gone through me that are in college or NFL, and I this the national championship game on, what is it, January 11th, it, I will have one, two, three, I think four or five in that game. Dang, that's crazy. Um, going from 
you were a teacher to now you are coaching these guys that are in the NFL. I mean, that's a huge, that's to step back and see the big picture. That's amazing. It's amazing. And it's, it's very odd because I, whenever a kid starts working with me and the family starts working with me, that's the age that I have them in my head. So like I was just talking to Reed Ferguson of the Buffalo Bills a couple days ago. And I still think of him as like this eighth grader or ninth grader that started working with me. And when he broke his cap, he broke his wrist or his thumb or something like that. And he had a cast. And to, to me, I, I, he's out there and he's a stud. He's basically an all pro long snapper, one of the best, if not the best in the league. And I talk to him and, and I look at his picture and it's this beard, you know, Buffalo Bills, Uber, snapping in the cold. And to me, I'm looking at this basically 14 year old. It's just so, it's so weird to look back because I see these kids get older, but then I'm like, do I look that much older? I hope not because I mean, this is a long time coming, man. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the videos going around, but the, the, like the new joke of like, hey, can I see your ID? And they're like, oh, do you want me to take it out? And they're like, no, 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 I can see the one in the front. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I have not been carded in a while, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, so now we are now in the 2000s. If you are born in 19-whatever, you are over 21. That is crazy. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's what they were like. Oh, okay. now, yeah, that's depressing. 1989, if you were born in 1999, I mean, it's, you're done. 2000s. That's, the, mm -hmm. that, you just, you just popped my bubble right there. I'm so sorry. Happy, happy day. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what kind of advice would you give someone that's like wanting to take the leap into starting their own? And I, I mean, I know everything's crazy right now with COVID and this world and, you know, election, all this stuff is happening. But if someone is like wanting to start their business, wanting to take that leap, but is questioning everything, is there a piece of advice you would give to someone? You'll never have an off day. Number one, your business will be as big as you want it to be. So yes, you can work in your pajamas half the time, you know, but You'll never have a day where you just get to completely sit and relax. Even if you're on a beach in Aruba, part of your mind is thinking about your job. Part of your mind is working about thinking about your business. Number two, don't be afraid to make an idiot out of yourself. Take some chances. You know, with the onslaught of social media, you have to be more visible out there. And there's so many ways to be more visible out there. You got to be able to show people who you are. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Just make sure it's not a mistake that's, you know, basically life-threatening, which would be job-threatening, you know, because you, Tab, you know me, you know my personality. It's pretty much the same no matter if I'm here, I'm in Harrison, Idaho, no matter where I'm at. And like I said, I can be an acquired taste. If I ever have a tweet or a post or anything that I think is somewhat controversial, there's a, there's a family that I have, a mom and a dad that I always, I'll run it by them and I'll say, good or bad. And if one of them says bad, I don't, I don't post it just because if one person can find it offensive or, you know, uh, um, well, just offensive, I, I, it's not worth it to me. I, I've, I've worked too hard. I've built too much for it to be just crushed. By a post. And I think you've taught, I mean, you teach your, your students and your, you know, who you're coaching the same kind of thing, because there's college coaches, there's other coaches out oh, there yeah. looking at that stuff. Oh, hundred percent. And that's one of the, especially with the, the whole, the Rona thing going around, that's one of the biggest things that coaches have done now is they've literally looked at social media and they will go through it. And I always say, if you, if you post something that's offensive to one person, you're done. Number two, if you retweet an idiot, you're an idiot, you know, and now it's also the, the thing is if you like a comment or something that an idiot post, you're an idiot as well. 
it just you gotta always it's all it's you know it's the whole angel and devil thing like always pretend like there's i would say like your grandmother over your shoulder and if you're gonna press tweet or post or you know whatever if your grandma would say yeah go ahead that's cool i mean given that your grandma's not a hell's angel or something like that you know it's one of those things of go ahead and do it yeah oh and that's a that's a that's a great point to make is that you know if your grandma's watching would you post that or would you say that um yeah exactly that's a great point so what has been the best and worst part of your 2020 <laughs> uh the best and worst the, the best part is finding a new way to reach my long snappers and their parents with with, with the live virtual lessons oh, that that has made me get a lot closer so I, I posted basically in March when all hell broke loose, you could register with me for a live virtual lesson where we'll set up a time. I did like eight of them a day and mom, dad, everyone was home, obviously. So mom, dad, aunt, uncles holding the camera phone, um, shows my age right there and kids start snapping. So, I mean, every day I would travel to eight different states. You know, and I get to see these people a little bit more, get to learn a little bit more about them. Some of them lived in cities, some of them lived on farms, some of them, you know, they had bad cell service. So we had to do the lesson like in a dining room with grandma sitting right next to, you know, drinking some tea. I mean, it was just wild. Um, that was probably the best. The worst was definitely not being able to travel for fun. Because my, my wife and I, we like to travel a lot. Usually in February, we go on a trip. And we uh, February, Marchish, Aprilish, right there, and then maybe another one in June. And this time we here we did not, and she's getting a little bit stir crazy. And um, I, I, as you know, I work from home, but there was a, probably a two to three month span where I did not do any traveling, and that uh, let's just say that uh, tested the marriage. <laughs> you, you know how strong willed I am, and you know you know my wife Jolie. Jesus, it was. Yep. <laughs> You both are so very strong-willed people. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Yeah. Oh, so let's just say you're a very positive person, and you also have a great sense of humor. If you had a billboard and you could put anything on this billboard, what would your billboard say on it? Hmm. Well, okay. I have a house in Harris, Idaho, and here's exactly what it says. There's, I actually have a chalkboard and I wrote on it and it's basically just laminate on there now because I yell at anyone that tries to erase it. <laughs> it would say, because it does say, it says another perfect day in Idaho because coming from a big city, you know, traveling, all that good stuff, living the way I live and then coming to, you know, Idaho, it, it was just amazing to me. It, it was amazing to me. No one else should visit here. It's a terrible, terrible place. You don't want to move here. It's tragic. It's so crowded people. Oh my God. And there's Buffalo, the weather, God, don't ever visit. But it, it, it's, that would, yeah, it, it would definitely say that. It would just say another perfect day in Idaho because that's the way I feel. That's the way, I, you know, I wake up and one of the best bits of advice I ever got, or I don't know if it was advice or just a mantra or a motto. I was walking onto one of the flights that I take all the time from Lewiston to Salt Lake. And it was cold in the morning or something like that. And I'm getting on this 5.30 in the morning flight. And this flight attendant's waiting out there in a big, you know, I don't know what, big jacket. I don't know what they're called. I'm, I'm not a fashion dude. Anyway, and I, she's like, hello. And I said, hello. And she, she says, how you doing? I said, good. How are you? And she says, well, I woke up on the right side of the dirt, so I can't complain. And I was like, that's a cool little thing. Like, you know, it was one little snippet. And I've always remembered, it's been probably 10 years since I've heard that. But it's, you know, so it'd probably say, you know, woke up on the right side of the dirt or another perfect day in Idaho. Because even right now, right before I started this, I was looking outside and I told uh, Joel, I go, 
another perfect day in Idaho, Queen. And she goes, it's raining. And I said, well, if you're a farmer, you probably like it. And I go, and you're inside, who cares? Oh, that's what I love about you, though. I love it. And you've had so much success in your business and you've done some really great things. I know you've um, been a speaker. You've done a lot of cool things, strange things. But what is something that you have failed at, actually, and like maybe learned the most about yourself? Um, well, I want to do, what have I failed at? I think the one thing that I failed at is, is trying to make everyone happy. That's impossible. It's just literally impossible. And you can make important people happy, and not, not important, I'm talking about high ups, I'm talking about those that are important to you, i.e. family members and things like that, uh, close friends and family. But if you try to make everyone happy, it's just impossible. You'll never get any sleep. They, they won't appreciate all that you've done. So it's it's just, it's not that it's not worth it. It's just, it's it's something that can be pushed over. You can still do your job and be honest and make, you know, appease people. This is not coming out the way I want, but it, you can't make everyone happy. It's just, it's impossible. It, it, you know, and if you try to do that, you'll, you'll just lose. It, it's just, I don't, I don't know any other way to say it. And it's so true too. I think I, I, it's something I talk about too, is that um, you're just not for everybody. Like you have to realize not everybody is going to like you and that's okay. And I think that's a lot of times people don't really force that those friendships or those relationships or those work things. And I'm like, it just, it's the same thing. You don't have to please everybody. No, and that, and that brings up a great point. My grandfather, I remember telling me one time, he was telling me that I was telling him someone didn't like me or something and he he was a very rough old italian man and he just said christopher that's good you want to know the people that don't like you because you don't have to talk to them oh okay thanks grandpa <laughs> <laughs> and i was like okay sounds good I but know, it was i know a lot of people that and i remember telling me that when i was like six years old and i still remember that is awesome i know a lot of people would be like great i don't have to talk to you then <laughs> have any kind of big goals or things that's happening soon that like maybe some projects that are coming up within long snapping or is it just kind of like you know I know you guys do a couple of Vegas camps and you do your camps and stuff is there anything in like the forefront for you I would say with the long snapping uh just last year myself Kevin Gold he's an agent out in uh Pennsylvania and Patrick Manley we started the Patrick Manley award um do you know who Patrick Manley is I don't that's good you should not Okay, he's basically the best long snapper in the history of the game. Played for the six, the Chicago Bears for 16 years, and we discussed it and wanted to get together. And we it, basically, it's a Heisman for long snappers. Last year was the first year. This is the second year it got picked up and benefited by Bernie's Book Bank out in Chicago. If you haven't heard of them, you need to really check them out. They do a great, great job donating books to youth all across the, I guess. But that was that for the long snapper. I just want to make that continue to grow because there's no doubt that that obviously you know, I, I'm an advocate for long snappers, obviously. And the fact that they have a kicker, you know, the Lou Groza award and Ray Guy award, punter award, you know, at the, the ESPN award show, if they don't have a long snapper. It's literally the dumbest thing in the world to me. How do you have a kicker and a punter, but not the guy that literally hands them the ball. So that just, it, it gets me fired up. <laughs> and, uh, That's awesome. Yeah. And so we're, we're, we're moving that along. Um, along with the, I definitely looking into, doing more uh, speaking engagements, working along that angle and just polishing everything up that, in that way, just because it's fun. I like it. And I think I've got, got a good message to get across. 
Oh, I, I agree. I've, I've told you that many of times you need to be speaking on, hopefully we have events here soon that you can actually yeah. do up and it's not on Zoom and workshops. I mean, they're great. And it's, I know we've all got around and navigated this whole world, but man, I miss going to a conference and listening to someone speak or going to a workshop and having hands-on learning. Like it's, it's tough. And so I hope that you get to do that more often. Cause I think you can really impact a lot of people's lives. Ditto. And thank you. So do you have any outside hobbies besides football and family? The funny thing about it, cause everyone always says, okay, your hobbies are football. I literally two days ago, I was talking to someone and they said, okay, you're going to watch the Heisman trophy uh, presentation tonight. And I, for, I didn't even know what was happening that night. And that's like the biggest quote unquote, the biggest award in college football. I had no idea. I didn't even care. Um, I, I, I watched the Seahawks. And then I try to DVR any games of my long snapper, so a lot of them. And then I just fast forward to fourth downs. I never watch the whole game. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me who wins. I just want to see how my long snappers do. So I basically, I see more butts than anyone. I just fourth down, fourth down, fourth down, fourth down, fourth down. For, for personal hobbies, you know, I just like to hang out with my friends and family. I'm real into just being, you know, friends and family guy. I like to hang out, have a good time just be social. I like to have good conversations, whether I'm arguing with someone or just not arguing with someone. Um, and you know me, I love to, anytime I can get away to Harrison, I don't, I'm always there. Yes, we all are. That's anytime we can get away. It's like my parents bought a boat. Um, and so we've been out and going cause they're in Conklin Bay. So we've been okay. back and forth on the, on the lake and it's, it's fantastic. So great. Yes. So what, you know, you're inspiring people and you're coaching these guys and you're just, I mean, that's probably who they look up to. What inspires you to be your best self? My family, probably just making sure that I'm a, you know, one of the things I remember teaching, right? The first part of the book was children learn by watching. And so I just try to be as good an example to them, no matter what I do, whether I'm working, playing, having a good time, talking, arguing, um, I just try to be the best example I can for them. So yeah, I make mistakes. Everyone does. And, you know, I'll say stupid things, but it was one matter of, okay, if I make a mistake, let me show you the mistake that I made. I admit my mistake. I'm a big enough man to do that. And here's how we get past that mistake. So is, is there something you would tell a younger Rubio, um, like a piece of advice you would give a younger you, if you could. That's a good one. Um, what would I say to work harder when you're younger okay, in everything you do, whether it's reading, writing, school, social, and just exercise. So just work, work harder and smarter when you're younger. Mm, that's perfect. I think that's, that's a great piece of advice for everyone that's listening is if you're younger starting out, I mean, it's time to grind now when you're younger. So you yeah. Play that when you're older. Yeah, and like I always say, it, no disrespect, but to the younger, when you're young and dumb, you realize how, how easy or slash hard you have it. So just go do it, you know, and, you know, go, just go out there and do it. It's okay. Yeah, and exactly, exactly. That's perfectly put. Um, so do you have a, or what is your personal mission statement? The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm, yes, I love it. <laughs> That and another perfect day in Idaho. <laughs> another perfect day in Idaho. I absolutely love that. So if I'm in Lewiston, I think I've asked you this before. If I'm in Lewiston, what's the go? Where? Where? Sh I mean, I have some some favorites, but where should I go if I'm in Lewiston for dinner? 
Well, number one, you could probably come over to my house and have the queen cook for you because she does a phenomenal job. If not there, they have, there's a couple places that I always send my long snappers. Okay. If you breakfast, you got to go to Waffles and more. Every long snapper that I've ever had comes and goes there and they love it. It's kind of a little hole in the wall, but they have, oh my good God, the best breakfast you'll ever have. And then for d dinner, I would say, uh, I love pizza. So I always uh, push them towards Southway pizza. I tell them to start with the garlic cheese bread. Mm. I tell them, gar start with the garlic cheese bread. But I always tell them, say you're in a rush because in Idaho, everyone's a little bit slower because they're so calm. So they'll just, you know, bring out whatever. And you're like, no, dude, I always tell them, say you got a disease or something, you need food immediately. I go, because they'll, they're so slow and relaxed that they'll just kind of gradually bring it out. And like, what are you in a rush for? And like, dude, I'm from LA. Let's go chop, chop, <laughs> you know? And, and so that, those are the two places I would say. Uh, well, definitely you long snap, you always have them eating garlic bread or lots of food. Oh, always, always. <laughs> so it's been a rough year. We've talked about that. You know, we've had some ups and downs. You had to get creative with your business, um, whatever it may be. What mm -hmm. is, um, you know, and then there's the, the part where it comes, you know, a lot of the mental health issues and there's, I mean, people are dealing with losing their jobs, whatever it is. What is something you could tell someone listening, like a positive piece of advice as we kind of go and navigate the rest of this pandemic? Two things, like I would say earlier, you woke up on the right side of the dirt, so that's a positive. Mm -hmm. Number two, there's always something to be done in your business or your life. So if you were, if you had to be quote unquote locked down in your home, start an exercise regimen. You can do push-ups, you can do sit-ups, you can do whatever. Maybe you wanted to always write a book. Well, now's your time, dude. Okay. You always wanted to write a screenplay. Now's your time. You want to direct a movie, start doing it. You can literally do everything on your phone at this point. Um, there's always ways to advance. And I think that the, the, the 2020 Rona issue just gave people either the advantage or the disadvantage. Some people took advantage of it. Some people took, you know, they just, oh, woe is me. And 2020 just crushed them. Or some of them said like, okay, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to do live virtual lessons. You know, it, 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 it's there for the taking. You just got to take it. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, it's such a good point too. It's like, I mean, that's why I started this podcast. I've always wanted to do something like this. And it was like, well, I might as well. I can connect with people over a computer, over a camera. Um, yeah, Absolutely. And I've heard that with many people they are like, I took this opportunity. And then there's the other people that are like, I am just like, it's like, there's, I mean, that's two full months, you know, in Idaho, it's a little bit different than everybody else. Like we're mm -hmm. not in California, but like we had like two full months to just like, but I'm also getting bored. I'm like over it too. I'm like, okay, I'm over this shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. When, when, when I was doing those live virtual lessons and I was doing, you know, eight of them a day, I would, you know, start at say eight o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. By noon, you know, halfway through the, because I would give myself a little 15 minute break, I'd come in and I'd basically take a nap. And Jolie would go, what, what the hell are you doing? And I go, I I'm exhausted. You know, because you have to do four of those and you have to be Rubio level 10. And you're trying to, you know, show someone who maybe is not too familiar with an iPhone how to hold the phone and get in this angle, get in that angle. Oh, mom, you got to move your finger. I can't see, you know, and then I'm trying to teach these kids could be 3,000 miles away of, okay, lower your butt, no, raise this, no, move your left arm, move your right arm. And it was, you, you'd be just mentally exhausted. And my, you know, after two months of those, my wife's like, you, you got to slow those down because you're, you're becoming an idiot. Yeah. Oh, it's, it was just, that's so true too, because you, I mean, your hand, you can't even move some guy's shoulder or his hand and show him anything. It's, you have to be really articulate and really a good communicator to be successful in something like that. And it is, it's exhausting 
to like just be on all the time. Well, yeah, it's exhausting, and it, it's it because these people have a half hour of my time. It's like going to a concert. You've ever, you, everyone's been to a concert, hopefully, and you've gone to certain concerts where, oh my God, it was phenomenal. And then you've gone to concerts sometimes where it almost like you know they're clocking in and clocking out. And I never wanted to have that experience for anyone that had my 30 minutes of time. I wanted them to be like, holy crap, Rubio was really revved up for us. And he just busted his butt for 30 minutes. That was awesome. And they don't know if I was literally just dragging on the ground one minute before that or not. But that's what I want. And I always, I always think of it as the, the, the Garth Brookness. If you've ever seen Garth Brooks in concert, that dude is a machine. And it's not like he's a physically fit giant. He's got like the ultimate dad bod. But he's just, I, I, I went to the Tacoma Dome to watch him probably two years ago. And he was doing a show. We, we had the Friday 7.30 show. And my neighbor went to the Friday 3 o'clock show. And, you know, he, so he's doing back to back. And so I texted him and I said, okay, how was the show? And he goes, he just ended. And I said, what are you talking about? It's 6.30. He goes, yeah, the dude just ended. And I told Joel, I go, well, this is going to stink, man. He's going to be exhausted. You know, it's going to, there's no way he can do, you know, seven total hours of show. He gets on and he cranks it up for another three and a half hours and you would have never known he did a show. And I was like, this dude is, there's something not right with him. Like, how can he do this? And that I, I just always put that in my head. Like, I don't have to be like Garth Brooks, but I got to be like Garth Brooks. You know, it's like, so if I'm at a camp or something, I want, whether I'm in Georgia, North Carolina, you know, Chicago, Las Vegas, anyone, I want everyone to almost be exhausted with me at the end and just say, wow, holy crap. That was like drinking from a fire hose. I got a lot of crap going. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys have some, are you having live camps here soon? Are you going to be able to do a lot more of that stuff here soon? We've been doing since about, was it June-ish? I think June, I've been doing some camps. We just have to pick our areas. As you know, certain areas are a little bit more locked down. You know, even within states, you can go to different counties that are, for some reason, a little bit more open. It's just a matter of Samantha, my admin coordinator, you know, obviously Sam, uh, finding different areas that will be able allow us to go in there. And it, the, the response has been very, very warm from long staffers and the parents because they just want to get the hell out. You know, so many of them, like, you know, they have not been able to even place football. Yeah. And, you know, in the fall, a lot of them still haven't even gone to school since last March. They're still on, you know, virtual learning. And I'm like, dude, that's not healthy, number one. And they're just happy to be out. Oh, I bet, I bet they are so amped to be at those camps, the ones that have been locked oh, yeah. and haven't played ball football. And they just, I bet they are just balls of energy. Oh, good God, yeah. <laughs> so how does anybody follow you, get a hold of you? Um, you know, I don't have any, probably some long snappers listening, but maybe. How does anybody <laughs> get a hold of you um, to connect with you? Basically, I'm on every social media. Okay, just you can just look up Rubio Long Snapping or Chris Rubio Twitter. It's the Chris Rubio Instagram. It's Rubio Long Snapping Facebook. It's Chris Rubio or Rubio Long Snapping Snapchat. It's I think the Chris Rubio LinkedIn. It's Chris Rubio. I mean, it sounds corny. Just basically Google me. I mean, it's it's right out there. I mean, it's gonna you're gonna be able to find me. Perfect. And then could you leave us with a positive piece of advice as we go into our day to day? positive piece of advice uh, well, I'll say it again you woke up on the right side of the dirt you're listening to this you're having a good time get out there enjoy life uh, be nice to someone that's it be nice to someone that is that's all we need to do people yeah exactly well thank you so much Rubio not a problem at all thanks for listening to keeping tabs 
If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.